milehighradio.com. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I am Deb Creer. I am the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And I'm so excited today because my guest is one of those people that I met online. Now, she's on one coast, and I'm almost on the other coast, but we have actually spoken on that little thing called <clears throat> the telephone. Actually, maybe I guess it was that we Skyped, but anyhow, we have taken our business ne- a relationship offline, which is part of what we want to talk about today, so please join me in welcoming Sandy Jones-Kaminsky. Hi, Deb. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, and it's early. Well, not, you know, not crack of dawn early, but it is early where Sandy is. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Sandy, as I mentioned, is on the opposite coast. She is a Bay Area based national speaker, trainer and marketing and business development consultant. She's also the author of a number one pick on an Inc.com business book wish list. And the title of the book is called, I'm at a networking event. Now what? A guide to getting the most out of any networking event, which is, of course, available on Amazon or iBooks. And I have a copy and I love it. It's very cool. Sandy believes that networking builds healthier, stronger business environments. And as the chief connecting officer of Bella Domain Media, she shares her strategies for effective networking, maximizing LinkedIn, and personal branding via keynotes, webinars, panels, one-on-one consultations, her blog, and in-person workshops. She's been interviewed and quoted by Successful Women Talk, Bankrate, You're Hired, Fox, MSNBC, and other media outlets. So again, welcome, Sandy. How are you doing today? I'm good. I just have to compliment you. You are one of the best bio readers I've ever heard. <laughs> well, and I you, know, you to- had some tongue twisters in there. <laughs> I know. It's weird, right? How we write versus when someone has to read it. We really have to consider that and read it out loud. I need to do that again on mine. So thank you for that great introduction. Oh, well, you know, um, it's fabulous to be able to introduce you. Thanks. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, so I'm good. I'm excited to be chatting with you today. And I love the fact that we have this amazing story of how we connected. It's such a great mm-hmm. example and proof for a lot of what I like to um, refer to as my gospel in terms of mm-hmm. how you approach networking right. online or offline. Mm-hmm. Well, and I believe the way that, that we initially connected was through LinkedIn, and I sent you a request to connect, and I personalized it. You know, I, I deleted that icky, you know, generic, I would like to connect with right. you on LinkedIn text, and I right. said, you know, exactly why I want to connect it, and you know, and and what the benefits would be of, you know, us being able to connect. And and I think that's probably one of the biggest tips that I have for people on LinkedIn is never, ever, ever, ever use that canned statement that they have unless you're like sitting across from the person at a table. Yep. I just wrote a blog post about that, which I said that exact 
example that unless you're standing right there, right. there's no reason that you should do that. And it's unfortunate that LinkedIn has kind of gone button crazy with these invites to connect. They're right. showing up everywhere now where you can't personalize it. Mm-hmm. And I recommend that you have to take the time and wait and resist that urge to react mm-hmm. and go to the person's profile page, send the invitation. In most cases, you may have their email because you got their business card or you found it online, but it's always worth it. And the one thing I wanted to point out too is that you found me, like this is the step before the initial outreach that we should Mm -hmm. talk about as well, because I was contributing content to LinkedIn in the form of blog posts, right? I started Mm -hmm. that in March. So Mm -hmm. you saw and read one of my blog posts online and then reached out to me. So I knew you knew my topics, you knew my subject matter, that, right, you had done your homework in Mm -hmm. terms of it wasn't just some random connection. And then, yes, on top of it, you personalized it which was, uh, there's no way I'm going to ignore that. But I will say, I ignore um, invitations I receive that if I don't know you and you haven't personalized it, Mm -hmm. it's archiving, right? I just, it's, Mm -hmm. there's too much activity that we all have. And I'm not desperate to grow my network without some quality in it. So I really Mm -hmm. want to know who people are and if there's a way I can support them or they can support me in achieving my goals and Mm -hmm. vice versa, then let's talk or let's connect just as you and I did. So Mm -hmm. yeah, there's lots of lessons to be learned about, you know, the things that can come out of using tools like LinkedIn and then lots of um, mistakes people make and Mm -hmm. actually do some damage. And I talk about that in terms of live networking events as well. Right. Which was part of what um, motivated me to write the book was Mm -hmm. just witnessing so much, so many people struggling with networking events and wanting to help them with that because yeah go ahead (laughs) sorry i'm already talking away no no that's fine (laughs) you know it's it um it it really is so critical to really make that good first impression whether you've walked up to somebody at a networking event or you know you've connected with them online and so let's take a step back for a minute and because you have written the book on networking what is your definition of networking Well, I adopted the Oxford Dictionary um, definition because I just, it was such a great illustration. And what they say is that, let's start with the word network first, right? Mm -hmm. And a network is a group of people who exchange information, contacts, and experience for professional or social purposes. So the activity of networking is our attempt to do that, right? To create and expand that group and to also have there be exchanges within it. So when you're going to a networking event, that's the idea is what can you exchange? And the optimal um, mindset here is like, what can you offer first, mm-hmm. right? Give right. to get, uh, pay it forward. Like there's all these terms that we're all using um, people who talk and write about networking that it's always that's, there's a common theme there and everyone sees it, but it's ask about other people first. It's mm-hmm. not about going out with your handout because right. that who wants to do that? Nobody's comfortable doing it. That's why people dread it sometimes is mm-hmm. they think that's what they're supposed to do mm-hmm. is try to pitch themselves and then mm-hmm. beg for leads. And right. we all know that doesn't work. You know, it just doesn't work. 
Well, and and I love that in your book, the fact that you should attend any networking event, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's something you've been to multiple times or it's a first time or, you know, all those various things with the intent of what can I give to other people? How can I connect other people as opposed to I'm just going to go and collect as many business cards as I can to put them in my email database? You know, and, right. and, and I think that's where people really fall down. Um, you know, I went to a networking thing one time back in Denver and it was funny, this, it was, it was a large group and I was standing with, you know, a couple people and, and this woman rushed up to us and basically thrust her business card in our hands, didn't say hello, didn't introduce herself. And then she started to leave and we went, wait. (laughs) And, and I said, you know, excuse me, you know, tell us who are you? And, and, and she said, oh. I bet my husband I couldn't give out my, all of my brand new box of 250 business cards here, so must go. And, oh you know, of course, we turned around and we threw her business card on the oh. table and in the trash. So she probably gave out her 250 business cards, and it was 250 business cards that were a complete and total waste of time. Um, you know, you talk about in your book maybe only having, you know, a little bit and, and making sure that when you give your business card to somebody – there's a real good reason for it as opposed to, here's my card, give me yours. Right, exactly. And that's, I mean, the story you just shared, I can't even tell you how many times I've heard that story and been mm-hmm. part of that same situation. Right. And mm-hmm. and these were, that was just one of the many things that I was witnessing all too frequently, right? I mm-hmm. wanted to find a way, and I was tired of complaining about it and hearing my friends or business context complain about it. And I thought, you know, I need to put some stuff down because one of my other friends said to me, well, you don't understand you. It just seems it comes natural to you. You don't understand how difficult it is for other people. And I, and I was like, no, 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 no. I didn't come out this way. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I, as somebody said to me, did you come out of the shoot this way? (laughs) No, you know, you're shy like me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. I But I had to learn, though, the right and the wrong, right? What's effective, what isn't. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I've ever saw or witnessed or experienced as being effective is being somebody who is thoughtful, sincere, and mm-hmm. interested and open, right? That right. you're curious. You're, you're just somebody who's wanting to get to know people. And I, I laugh that there are so many people who want to work in fields where they um, think it's all about people. And I like people. I like to work with people, right? Well, we all have to work with people. I mean, there's very few of us who don't have some other contact with humans in our, even if we're a writer, right? You still have an editor, you still have a publisher. I mean, there's all these things that we have to learn the skills to create those solid connections and meaningful connections because business doesn't come from a random lead. I'm not a fan of huge networking events because it's, it's, it's what is the point of that? Just that is to just what collect a bunch of cards and, Mm -hmm. and do a quick weed out. Well, I don't believe that. I believe that you never know who people know you. I have had some of the most amazing things happen to me by talking with somebody that no one else probably would have thought to talk to Mm -hmm. And just getting to know them and asking questions and, and learning more about them and building some rapport and trust and then finding out that, you know, their wife is the VP of HR at uh, Expedia or something, right? That it's like, 
oh, I have a friend who's looking for jobs. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I speak at career events. Maybe we could do Mm -hmm. something for your company, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just, you never know. And you should not dismiss anyone except Mm -hmm. maybe people who are trying to get rid of their box of cards if they're Uh running around in the vet. Well, and you know, even those people, if you can corral them and, and get them to focus, they might've been the, the, you know, somebody that, that is perfect. And I think, you know, you you mentioned it in your book, one of the things to do in advance of a networking event is to research it. You know, see, if if possible, find out who's going to be there. I just attended a a social networking conference in Birmingham over the weekend. um, And, you know, they uh, had uh, quite a few people had their Twitter accounts listed. and, And you could choose when you registered, did you want your information to show or not. So one really enterprising person created a list already with everybody's Twitter IDs. And so, of course, you know, that was very cool. But I did spend time going and looking at it. I knew who the speakers were. I looked up, looked them up on LinkedIn. Um, now, I didn't do it this time, but frequently what I'll do is I'll connect with them in advance. And, and you mentioned this in your book. You know, many yeah. times a speaker goes and they really don't know anybody there. So if you've mm-hmm. connected with them in advance, you've kind of got that that leg up on somebody because you can walk up and, and introduce yourself and, and say, you know, hi, you know, we've connected on LinkedIn. So looking forward to you speaking, yada, yada, yada. And you made a friend of one of the, the most powerful people that's at an event. Exactly. And you've boosted, you've elevated their um, um excitement mm-hmm, you right. you know you've just you've helped them relax possibly a little you really do establish a bond then right because mm-hmm. there's that idea and I do a lot of public speaking as do you and we know that when you look out and you see somebody who looks familiar and or is smiling at you mm-hmm, right you it changes that you know immediately there's this elevation in your mood and your mm-hmm. um Posture, I mean, everything sort of changes because you know you're connecting with somebody. Mm-hmm. So establishing something beforehand is is always an excellent way to approach a networking event. And especially if you're a reluctant networker, mm-hmm. right, do that sort of activity online. You don't have to cold call them, right? You don't have to do anything like that. Just mm-hmm. reach out and then you, w- you will have somebody already that you can connect with there. Even mm-hmm. if you're attending solo, you're, you've right. made mm-hmm. contact with one of the speakers or workshop leaders or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But absolutely researching, right? We, we're mm-hmm. so lucky. We live in this age where all this information is available online. And if we really want to make the most of conferences, networking events, and look at meetups now, too, right? All the new names are usually listed. I mean, you can right. really put some time into mm-hmm. having a much better experience at a networking event if you do a little homework. And I mm-hmm. I just don't, I don't know where it was that, you know, maybe because we didn't have every all the information as readily available. But even then, when you could go to events, you could still find the conference brochures ahead of time, right? There's all these things that were always available. And whoever said you can go to something like that without doing a little bit of homework, I want to meet them because they were crazy, right? It's like, there's no way. I mean, if you're, if you want to be spontaneous and you're really good at improv, great, but not, most of us are, right? And it, mm-hmm. it pays to do a little bit of research beforehand. And then I also talk about setting goals, right? That mm-hmm. when you go to these things, have some goals in mind so that you don't feel like you wasted your time or the parking fee or the babysitter money or, you know, you miss something important. Set goals for yourself and the goals don't have to be pass out 150 business cards. 
the goals could be something more grounded and meaningful, as simple as I'm going to talk to and learn about at least three people, Mm -hmm. right? And see if I can offer some form of help to them. Mm -hmm. Because that's the most valuable thing you can do. Not only have you just paid it forward in your community, because this is another thing I talk about is that you know, I don't have a lot of time for volunteering or working at the senior center or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it might be. I look at my networking activities as a way to give back, right? I look at right. every networking situation I get into as there's a community there and I'm part of it for that couple hours, day, whatever it might be. I'm there as part of that community. So mm-hmm. doing good or offering help to people in that community is a form of service to my community. It's my mm-hmm. community service for the month, right? That right. Mm-hmm. this is what I do. And and I make it a point to find out what people are working on, what do they need help with. You know, I think it's maybe a good time to offer those up as openers, right? I challenge right. everybody mm-hmm. who listens to your show to not ask, so Deb, what do you do? Right? <laughs> to try and, mm-hmm. and stop asking that question. And instead Ask people, you know, there's two things. If you don't know them, you have to establish some sort of exchange first, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I always recommend using the location where you are ah. as the place. And I compare it mm-hmm. to weddings, right? Do you mm-hmm. know the bride or the groom? Everybody has a question they can ask at a wedding. So you get a group mm-hmm. of 10 people together. They don't know each other, but they can all start a conversation by asking about who they know, the bride or the girl. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you go to any event, you, know, you can use that place, that event, that conference as the opener icebreaker. So have you been to um, the social networking conference here in Birmingham before? You know, have you been to this mm-hmm. um, breakfast monthly meeting of this association before? Are you right. a member of the association? Do you live in Birmingham? You know, I mean, where you are is always a great place to because it's what you have in common immediately, mm-hmm. right? right? You're both there. That that's your, well, you can establish. Go ahead. Yeah, you've you've got that rapport, and you know, as you mentioned, a lot of times, <clears throat> excuse me, people they they have that fear of I do this, and you know, they they don't want to talk about themselves right, right. away. So you've kind of deflected that um, by letting them talk about, hey, you know, they are from Birmingham. And, and then I could say, well, I'm new to the area. And, and they can talk about great places to visit. Then you get back to tell me what you do. Um, but, you know, you well, broke that ice without them panicking and giving you the deer in headlights look right at the very start. Exactly, because they're worried about launching into their elevator speech or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. But then my recommendation to people is that instead of saying, so what do you do? So Deb, what are you working on these days? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is my favorite opener. And this question is one that allows people to pick the topic of their choice. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. They decide if they want to launch into their elevator pitch or mm-hmm. if they want to share their um, frustration over, finding a hotel for the night or, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, mm-hmm. right. the conversation can go in a direction that's going to put them more at ease and make them mm-hmm. a little more comfortable, which then makes you more comfortable. And it's a much more natural, organic process then to right. get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And then the follow-up to that is just, so do you need any help with anything in your life these mm-hmm. days? So what kind of, you know, and I always recommend that people ask that question because, 
I believe that everyone goes to a networking event or a conference or whatever it might be because they need something. They need help mm-hmm. with something yes. or they wouldn't be there. They'd be at the mm-hmm. soccer game watching their son or daughter. They'd be watching Dancing with the Stars, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Something drove them there. So your job, right. your mission is to find out what brought them out. You know, so what are you, mm-hmm. what are you working on? What do you need help with these days? Right. And, and just let the thing happen organically. And then you'll hear what they're dealing with or what they're trying to figure out. And if people are unemployed too, I just want to add that is it's a really good, easy question for them to answer to then, Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, because if they want to say, well, I'm, I'm working on looking for a job and I really could use a connection over at um, Chevron or whatever it might be, right? That they mm-hmm. can decide and then you're in the, the, the position of being able to offer help instead right. of pitching or having your hand out, right? I talk about this, who won, nobody, I don't recommend that. Nobody wants to go out that way. You should never go out that way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and, yeah. So, so I think that thinking about how you approach other people in terms of service is the thing that changes everyone's perspective. I've had so many people in my, you know, my audiences or workshops that have said, gosh, I, you completely reframe this for me. And mm-hmm. I'm actually excited about something I've got Thursday night now, you know, in terms of, right, right. It just takes all this pressure off. Mm-hmm. And the reality is the most amazing things happen from making those genuine connections. Definitely. That's where the great leads come from. That's where the opportunities come from. Perfect. Well, you know, we're, we're ready to take a break. And, um, you know, and, and this really is a very good time because I want people, you know, as, as we're going to the commercials to think about, you know, how they could help somebody if they, you know, if they've met them at a networking thing. So rather than, you know, what are you going to do for me? What can I do for you? So I am Deb Creer having a great time talking with Sandy Jones Kaminsky on Mile High Radio. And we'll be back in just a couple of moments. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant Or stimulating talk radio milehighradio.com Parenting is a rewarding experience that comes with challenges. Every parent experiences moments when they are overwhelmed or frustrated. Families First wants you to know you are not alone. Colorado parents can call 1-800-CHILDREN for answers, resources, and support. This free confidential support line can be the difference between struggling alone and finding the support you need to strengthen your family. Call 1-800-CHILDREN or visit www.familiesfirstcolorado.org If you're diabetic, this message could change your life. Is your blood sugar out of control even when you do all the right stuff? Are you afraid of diabetic blindness and the risk of amputation, as well as all those other side effects? Well, you should be. Is there anything that could help manage your blood sugar? Nobetes is a natural supplement that may quickly and dramatically lower your blood sugar. My name is Bob Corder. I've been using Nobetes for about three and a half to four months now, and in the first three months, I've actually lowered my blood sugars from 500s down to 
29, and then it dropped to 88 to 93. My name is Kirsten. I'm a type 1 diabetic, and while taking diabetes, my blood sugar levels dropped from 295 to 115 in just one day. The FDA hasn't evaluated these statements, and diabetes isn't intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But for many, it's helped drop their blood sugar. So if you've been evaluated with high blood sugar, don't delay. Evaluate diabetes now. Call 800-557-9317 and get two bottles free. Just cover shipping and handling. Call 800-557-9317. That's 800-557-9317. glad that you are my friend and I'm really glad that the, my guest is my friend. So before we go any further, Sandy, tell everybody how they can connect with you online and find out your information. Oh, thank you for that opportunity to do that. That's great. I am on Twitter. My handle there is Sandy JK and I have a website called belladomain.com, B-E-L-L-A domain.com. And I have a Facebook page as well. Um, Networking Know How is the URL after Facebook.com. And I am available through all sorts of other social channels, right? Like you, I have an About Me page, Deb, and I have um, Pinterest and all those things. But I really focus a lot of my time on LinkedIn, right? That's right. really one of the big places for me because mm-hmm. I find that it's a great place for myself to contribute, for me to contribute to other people's um, agendas that are tied to sharing content, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's a big part of what I look for and do is curate content on LinkedIn and share that with people that I know are interested in right. these topics. Because we all have lots of people in our networks that are interested in all sorts of things, right? So mm-hmm. especially on LinkedIn, it's not just like Twitter people tend to follow you for subject matter, Mm-hmm. Whereas on LinkedIn, it's really about a very broad connection uh, or collection of people. So there you've got a much, I have find it a much more interesting world to spend time in because it's mm-hmm. so diverse, right? There's so many different things and topics and, and opportunities to connect with people you never would meet and all those things. So mm-hmm. um yeah, so that's how you can – did I miss anything? I don't think so. Yes, yeah, so my book you already said is on Amazon and iBooks. I think I think that covers it. So thank you Great. for – Well, yeah. and, you know, as you mentioned, we're spending time on LinkedIn doing business things. You know, yes, I love Facebook, um, but I'm there less and less because – you know, I, I don't always want to go see the cute cat video. And, you know, of course, today everybody's posting about the NBA finals and, you know, all of those various things. And, you know, and that's kind of I, I use that maybe as a way to give my mind a break for a while. But then when yeah. I want to focus on business, I go to LinkedIn. Um, and I think that's where people are definitely finding they need to be because they don't want to get caught up in the cute cat videos. And, you know, I'm, I'm the kid with bright, shiny objects. I click on the links mm-hmm. and pretty soon, you know, I lost all this time. So yeah. why else do you think people are on LinkedIn? What are they using it for? Well, I think it's become, and there, 
it's very intentional, right? The things they've done. I've been on there 10 years now mm-hmm. and just watching it evolve and how it's tried on different hats, right? It's, they're trying mm-hmm. to be Twitter a little bit. They're trying to be Facebook as well. There's a lot of um, divisiveness about right. mm-hmm. whether it starts to turn into Facebook, right? We're starting to see, you know, they're trying to get birthdays out of people. They're trying to get marital status, right? I advise uh-huh. all my clients to Wait, get that no. stuff off there. Yes, don't right? post that. <laughs> don't post those things. You don't need mm-hmm. to share that there. It's, mm-hmm. it's no goods coming of it is what I say, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, so I just think that a lot of people are finding valuable content there now instead of um, having to look at five different news sites or information sites we're finding that people whose point of view we enjoy or like are sharing content that mm-hmm. has a filter on it of one that you would you gravitate towards, right? So there's a point of view right. layered over a current story or trend, right, in your industry mm-hmm. that you want to read it in that way, right? We've we're less interested in unfortunately, you know, traditional, some of the traditional media, and we're more interested in having that cultivation process that people talk about, right, where the content's been cultivated to fit this this type of person that responds to this point of view. Because mm-hmm. it's rare that we go read things from people who we don't believe in or trust mm-hmm. or right. whatever. So I think that's a big part of it. But of course, it's they're still spending lots of time on connecting with other people. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk about this in terms of networking because if you're not in a major market like you are, right? Atlanta's mm-hmm. a big right. market. Mm-hmm. San Francisco is. We're, spending time on LinkedIn can be very valuable because it allows you to connect to people outside of your smaller markets where maybe there aren't a lot of networking events every week, right? As opposed to Mm -hmm. here in San Francisco, I mean, there's like a hundred things every week that you could go to Mm -hmm. and connect and meet some great people. Mm -hmm. So using LinkedIn as a tool to connect outside of your market and today with technology and Skype and all these things we have available, we can, most of us can work with people almost anywhere, right? Unless Mm -hmm. you're a a retail shop, but even then, even small retail establishments are going online and selling their products. So Mm -hmm. it's a really great way to go outside of your immediate circles and find people that are either interested in what you're selling, what you're doing, um, alumni, right? People have finally gotten the memo about, activating their alumni networks, Mm -hmm. whether it be from school Mm -hmm. or from jobs, right? All these Mm -hmm. companies have now started creating alumni groups. And those can be some of the best ways to network and find people for your radio show or, Mm -hmm. or find, you know, referrals because of you find somebody from a past job who's now consulting in your similar target market, right? And maybe there's a way that you can collaborate with them. So Mm -hmm. I just think that people are realizing that it's not a just connect and sit there, right? Mm -hmm. It's a connect and then do something, Mm -hmm. you know, initiate some sort of contact. And that's part of why I want to receive invitations to connect that are personalized because, Mm -hmm. you know, give me something to work with here. Like, because I'm going to be open and think, oh, maybe this is somebody that 
I can support and we can support each other. And, mm-hmm. or maybe there's somebody that I know someone else would benefit from knowing them and I can make an introduction. Right. So don't just think of it as collecting connections or followers or friends mm-hmm. on Facebook. It's just not that right. right. It's, it's sort of a waste to just have this random connection with no real um, foundation for that connection. Because I used to be very stringent about who I would connect with because I would want to follow LinkedIn's advice, not be a promiscuous linker. (laughs) As um, There was an article written a long time ago where they mentioned that. Uh Whatever. I I have the quote somewhere on my website. But anyway, because I wanted to cite the publication, but I can't remember. Right. I think right. it might have been so, Inc. I think it might have been. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, they said that term. And I just never felt that's just wasn't even natural to me to do that. Right. I just that's not mm-hmm. how I operate. So. Right. Mm-hmm. So the idea of being able to refer or recommend someone was what my criteria was. So mm-hmm. if somebody contacted me and they sent a personalized message, I would say, Hey, I looked at your profile. Looks like you're doing some really creative things. How about we schedule a time to talk? Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd love to learn more about your business and about maybe we can share about each other. And I would, that would be a weed out almost, right? Where Mm -hmm. if, when you send that, if there's a black hole or deafening silence back, you know that this is not somebody interested in really connecting with you. Mm-hmm. They just want to get at your expanded network, right? Because we mm-hmm. know LinkedIn has put more and more behind the curtain, as I like to say, of information to get you to upgrade. So mm-hmm. in order to reach people or view prof- profiles now that go out farther in your network, you have to connect to more people. Right. And well, and again, that's exactly what you did. You know, when when I sent you the request to connect, your response was, right. "Hey, let's chat for a, you know five ten minutes." And and I think we chatted for longer than that. But yeah, you know, you knew right away right away that I was a real person because right. I responded and I said that would be great. Um, you know, and and I got a I uh, had somebody uh, accept a request to connect just a couple of days ago. And she sent me an email, you know, or, you know, through a a message through LinkedIn, clearly did not look at my profile at all. It was, I can help you do social media. And, you know, and and it went on and on and on. Every sentence started with, I can, I can, I can. And, Mm. oh, and it was long, which is, you know, one of the other tips that that you have for people is make the messages fairly short. I mean, you know, we're, we're busy. And, you know, I read her, I actually read her message several times. And the funny thing was, by the time I got done, I wasn't sure what she did because it was this convoluted message type of thing. And, and I think what annoyed me the most was she clearly had not read my profile. You know, she was right. going to help me do what I already do. Um, you know, and, and I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Okay, not yeah. so much. <laughs> exactly. And I, I get messages like that all the time that mm-hmm. somebody that I don't even know how, where, whatever, they came across me. I mean, and that's part of, I will say, there's the good side and the bad side of publishing um, posts on LinkedIn now. Mm-hmm is I've really expanded my uh, world within LinkedIn. So I'm getting a lot more of these kind of requests. Mm -hmm. And, you know, LinkedIn also tried to solve for that by 
creating the follow option. But so many people, because they've also put all these buttons out there, people are now just clicking on those. But I found somebody who, this just happened last week too, right? Total pitch, all this stuff. And I took the time and again, doing what I do. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I sent back, I said, wow, this is really, and I really, I'm very direct. So I put it right in there. I'm really sort of stunned that you sent this message to me. Right. Uh-huh. If you had taken a few minutes to look at my profile, you would see that I do exactly what you do, but I have uh-huh. a feeling I might do it a little bit better. So if you'd like my help, <laughs> here's how you can reach me. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to set up a free 15 minute consultation mm-hmm. with you to find out, you know, or to give you some feedback on different approaches you might take. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that's just bad form and it ruins it for everybody else mm-hmm. who's not doing that. Right. And I, right. I'm glad mm-hmm. you brought up the thing about the brief being brief. Mm-hmm. That it's not a pitch, right? A guy right. Kawasaki quote I share is the ideal length for an email is five sentences. Mm-hmm. The ideal content level is one idea. If you have mm-hmm. something reasonable of a reasonable recipient, if you're asking them something, simply explain who you are in one or two sentences and get to the ask. Yes. Right? It's like just ask. What do you want? Mm-hmm. Right? right? Just tell me. And if I if it's reasonable, I'll help. If yeah, it's not, don't, then don't even ask yeah. me, right? And, and so, don't dance around it. Don't make me guess that you were really wanting me to connect you with somebody else I'm connected to, you know? Right, right. <laughs> and there's something else, too. I mean, what, and I just wrote a post that's on there about how to pay it forward on LinkedIn, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and I said it that, you know, we're in June now. What's everybody doing to set themselves up for the second half of this year and meet their mm-hmm. goals, right? It's not that time is running out, but, you know, some are kind of, breezes by and then you're in the fourth quarter and you're wondering what you're going to do. So now's a really good time to be doing things that will maybe impact that Mm -hmm. last quarter of the year. And Mm -hmm. so one of the things I've suggested is, you know, making introductions for people that you in the back of your mind, maybe you've been thinking about them and that it would be good to connect these two people. Right. And it was really odd because this gentleman did this recently for me with someone that he didn't really explain what it was exactly mm. he thought, right? Which was mm-hmm. a missed opportunity because I mm-hmm. respect him. I would have loved to know what he thought mm-hmm. might be a reason for connecting us. And then I just went ahead and looked at the person and I'm like, oh, they look interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're doing a lot of what I do, right. but I'm a big believer in um, collaboration before competition because we all have a unique voice and, mm-hmm there's different people that fit with different targets or industries or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I send this person the link that I use, right? I use that time trade tool to schedule time on my calendar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I set aside certain blocks during my weeks for these sort of calls. Right. Mm -hmm. And she responded and scheduled the time. So I thought, oh, great. And I was, there was a little red flag because there was no, I have an option for people to say, what do you want to talk about? Or what, you know, whatever. Ah, what, uh-huh. So that was a little bit of a red flag, but there was nothing in there. And I thought, okay, so hmm, well, we'll just see what happens, right? Don't mm-hmm. go, don't go negative. Right so, mm-hmm. so I wait, the call comes up and mind you, you know, I'm sure you're like this too. I had to schedule a few things around this call. I would have liked mm-hmm. to just had a big open block of right. time available, but this was like in the middle of the afternoon. I had to be somewhere where I could talk and mm-hmm. be quiet and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I 
So I call this person because that's my deal is I'll call them right when I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I call and this person had like zero clue who I was, what we were going to talk about, was painfully struggling at the beginning of this call to try and Mm -hmm. figure out what, who, what. I mean, I think she, I really think she thought I was some prospect calling her oh, or something. cold call. Uh-huh. It was just so awkward and so mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And I tried to give her an out and say, you know what? I think maybe we should rethink this and maybe mm-hmm. schedule right. another time. Because I, mm-hmm. I said, I don't, it sounds like maybe you haven't had a chance to look at my profile. I mean, I was very nice about it, but mm-hmm. I... Right was just like, oh, my gosh. And I'm thinking about this poor guy who thought about, took the time, wrote the email, Mm -hmm. making the introduction. And then I knew, because I did my homework, what some of the possibilities were. So Mm -hmm. when she appropriately acknowledged the weirdness and apologized and and then pulled up my profile on LinkedIn as we're speaking, you know, then I, I said, I just let the conversation go in a natural or, you know, right. I just let it go because right. I thought, all right, we'll see. And then we just sort of talked about what we were doing. And, and then I was looking at her profile as well. So there were a couple of things that I noticed and I asked her about locally, right? So it just broke the ice. And, mm-hmm. and then we sort of wrapped up the call and realized hmm, there might be ways for us to do some right. things. But I, in my gut, Deb, I know it's like, I'm not planning to follow up with her and I will bet money she's not going to follow up with me because it was just one of these weird things where she Mm -hmm. first impression was horrible Mm -hmm. and I tried to be gracious and just let it taper out, you know, the conversation, but I have zero confidence in Mm -hmm. being able to work with this person and them knowing what they're doing and being where they're supposed to be. I mean, all those things, we all send those signals in those initial conversations. Right, right. And, you know, and so and that that's, was all, sorry. It, that's, you know, that's whether it's online or offline. I mean, you know, exactly. how many times have you walked up to somebody in a networking thing and, you know, it, it, or somebody introduced you and you just kind of stood there and looked at it like, okay, <laughs> now right. what do you do? Um, you know, and, and yeah. so, you know, we're, we're going to take our, our final break. And when we come back, I want to continue with this. And I want to find out, you know, one of the things that people always tell me is, well, I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't know what to do. So I want to find out how you use LinkedIn every day and every week. You know, what are the specific things that you do to really make it work for you? So I'm Deb Creer talking with Sandy Jones Kaminsky on Mile High Radio. And we'll be back in just a couple moments. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal and a confidant Great shows, great music, milehighradio.com What are you listening to? 150 million people suffer from headaches All you want is for the pounding in your head to stop 
Migralex stops the pounding. Migralex was developed by a neurologist and founder of the New York Headache Center. I'm neurologist Dr. Alex Mauskop. After studying and researching the human brain for 25 years, I've developed Migralex, which eliminates pounding headaches. It works for my patients, and I'm so convinced it will work for you. I don't just guarantee it. I put my name on it. Dr. Mauskop's Migralex gets rid of headaches fast without harsh caffeine, sodium, or preservatives. Migralex works unbelievably fast and... And it's gentle on my stomach. Find out how to get your free bottle of Migralex. Call 800-547-6279. Plus, if you're one of the first 100 callers, you'll also receive the Migralex Quick Tips to Headache Relief absolutely free. That's 800-547-6279. Or go to MigralexRelief.com. M-I-G-R-A-L-E-X Relief.com. Or call 800-547-6279. This is the worst weather we've seen in quite some time, folks. And I don't see any end in sight. People have been calling in from across the state completely planning their basements are flooding. They need the waterproofing solutions from basement systems. If you want a dry basement or crawl space that will weather any kind of storm, you need the patented solution from basement systems. With a lifetime warranty, it's customized for your basement. I'm predicting this storm front's heading your way. Call 800-330-1872 for a free estimate or visit basementradiooffer.com. Deb Career, and I'm having a great time talking about networking with Sandy Jones Kaminsky. Um, and we mentioned it, but I'll mention it again. Sandy has written a great book called "I'm at a Networking Event Now." What you know, and, and it's it's got great tips in there. You know, ways to break the ice, things about you know, thinking about how to pre-plan. You know, don't just go to a networking event because it's the thing you do on Tuesday night. Make sure that you're going there with specific goals and specific reasons. If you don't have that reason or that goal, then don't go. I mean, you know, I've I've been to, Sandy, you've probably been to these type of events too, where somebody really did go because it was the expected thing, the required mm-hmm. thing, the thing that, you know, they do every Tuesday evening. And that's why, you know, it's, it's funny. I don't, um, I, I am a member of some great networking groups. But I'm not a fan of the ones that have required attendance, required things oh, yeah. that you have to do. Um, you know, and, and I know that for some people they do work really well because they like that structure. But you know, if I'm just not feeling it, then I'm not going to go. Um, so you know, again, welcome back, Sandy. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, don't even get me started on that topic. Oh. I can spend a half hour on those that phenomenon, and I yeah. just it's. Oh, I can't even go there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's more important. And, yeah, yeah but, well, but it's also a reason. <laughs> yes. I mean, going with a reason, but also going in a good mood, right? This right. is the other thing. I, and I had some interesting uh, heckling in the speaking gig I just once when I talked about this, that you know, if you're not feeling up to it, don't go, right? right. Because going there with that kind of energy mm-hmm. and mindset, you're going to have a bad time and you're probably going to ruin other people's time as well. So just stay home. Like it's not going to be productive. Don't do it. But I do know that there's companies where they expect people to go. Right. right? I worked for one where 
you know, we'd have to do our little weekly reports and it was like, how many events did we go to? Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these things that were not the point. Like, mm-hmm. again, it was a quality versus quantity thing right. that matters. Well, and, and we've all had times, you know, even, you know, like you and I who network, you know, quite a bit where we're just not feeling it, you know, and, and right. I, you know, I'm going to go in and be the wallflower. And, you know, and, and the second I think, okay. No, I just shouldn't be here. I either, you know, really psych myself up and think, okay, why am I here? What do I need mm-hmm. to do? You know, I try to not go find the other person that I know that thinks they don't want to be there either because then we're just going to sit there and be, you know, grump lumps together. But, right. you know, it, it, it really is, you know, there have been times where I thought, I'm not feeling it and this is just not going to work. I'm going to go home. Um, you know, right. and, and it's, you know, so I think that's something that sometimes people need to keep in mind is, it's okay to leave and it is okay to skip things. Um, you know, I'm one right. of these people and, and maybe I'm just a curmudgeon. I typically do not network where they're serving alcohol. Um, you know, now I, I should rephrase that. You know, there are some where if it's, if it's really a social, I'm fine with that. But right. if it's you're going to network and they're drinking alcohol, uh, you know, I've had great conversations with people who didn't remember it the next day because they had one too many glasses of alcohol. Oh, um, you know, and, and plus sometimes, you know, the, you know, they say things they shouldn't and, you know, all those right. various things. And so, yeah, I mean, if it really is that you're going just to be social, then that's perfectly acceptable. We had a great one last week at the, the conference in Birmingham, but we weren't there to network. We were there just to have a good time. And I think that's sometimes where people mix up and, and they think, I'm going to network or I'm going to, to be social. And it's funny, I love in your book, one of the things you talk about is how to dress for some of these events. Um, you know, right. I've been to some of these evening events where you had the people who were dressed like they were there for business. And then the people who were there because they were planning on things they were doing later, you know, they had their little cocktail clubbing. dresses on. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, sweetie, if you wouldn't <laughs> wear that dress that low cut to the office, please don't wear it here. Um, you know, and, and, and okay, you know, I've digressed and I really have shown that I'm a curmudgeon. Um, but, you know, I think it is something that people need to think about is, is why are they going? If they're going right. to, to meet the person for a date, okay. You know, that was your goal. Right. Then, you know, that that's an acceptable thing. But, you know, if you're going for business, make sure that you're going for business. Um, you know, and, and right. but, you know, okay, now now I, I really have digressed and let's get back to what I was saying before the break. And that's you know, the people who tell me I'm on LinkedIn, but I don't know what <laughs> to do. So, you know, I always tell people go every day spend 15 minutes, you know, look at articles, you know, look for things that you can share with other people, uh, look for great content that you can show your boss, your client, you know, whoever, make a new connection every day, or at least look somebody up. But what are the things that you do on a daily and a weekly basis that really makes LinkedIn successful for you? Okay, I, uh, this is again, I love giving this info to people, because sometimes it really is eye-opening, right, in terms of, oh, I never thought about doing that. But there's two things, too, because I know we only have so much time, and I want to make sure listeners are aware of this. So I have blog posts up on LinkedIn, as we were talking about earlier. And the recent one is Five Ways to Pay It Forward on LinkedIn. So that's got Mm -hmm. some ideas and information about things you can do. And again, just like with networking events, if you go into these, these tools, these platforms with the intention of helping other people that you're connected to, you won't be wasting your time. You won't know 
you won't be feeling like you don't know what to do, right? Mm-hmm. There's always something right. to do, right? right? A recommendation mm-hmm. for somebody. Mm-hmm. Or somebody, introduce some contacts, whatever. So, and the other thing, post I have is called the 10 things I do on LinkedIn each week. And this is definitely one of the more popular posts. And I will go over some of them right now. But what I, I think is important too is to tell people the payoff of doing some of this, right? Right. And not Mm -hmm. necessarily because you should expect a payoff, Mm -hmm. but unexpectedly things have happened for me, like meeting you, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. I'm taking the time to share some content and provide some content. I've been invited to be a paid speaker, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, At conferences, big global user group conferences. They found me Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Um, I've gotten press interviews from LinkedIn by being Mm -hmm. on there and positioning myself as an expert. I've been um, invited to certain groups that are a little more exclusive on LinkedIn that have Mm -hmm. offered me knowledge that I never would have had by being in them. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten tons of clients. I've gotten um, invitations to guest blog. And I've just grown my network with some amazing people, Mm -hmm. collaborators, vendors, partners, so things that I make sure that I do each week is updating my status on my profile, right? Mm-hmm. A status update. Right. Anything. Today it is more about activity on LinkedIn, right? That's how you're going to get your personal brand to show up more mm-hmm. right. is by either finding articles to share or commenting about a news story, um, of congratulating somebody you know that just won an award. I mean, I saw there was a college that had just posted something about a former student won an Emmy, right? Got an an Emmy, whatever. So thinking about all the different things that people can do, but activity in that status update is important. And it's not the same sort of status update as on Facebook. Let's be clear. Uh Oh, definitely. (laughs) Right. It's more about business. What maybe you've got an event you're going to looking forward to attending the social networking conference in Birmingham, Mm -hmm. whatever those things are interesting because people, Oh, I didn't know there was a social networking conference Mm -hmm. in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Oh, let me Google that. Right. You help people find out about things. So sharing something that a connection has posted, right. That's just great social karma. If you see that Deb has posted a really great uh, blog post, share that with your network. Because not only are you doing a a pay it forward for Deb, you are potentially providing some great information for people in your network who never would have noticed it or seen it. Right. So that's all good, right? I, I look at my homepage and I make sure I like or comment on things my network has shared. Mm-hmm. Because... Again, all those little things are good little social karma dropping in the bank. And you, you, people are happy when they see that, right? They love to get mm-hmm. comments. They, they are happy for all the likes. Um, I also definitely look at who's looking at my profile. I mm-hmm. make sure my settings are what they need to be because I don't have an upgraded membership. And I kind of pride myself on the fact that I've never really had to get one. Right. I've I always found a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've always found a way to get what I need or who I want to connect with. Mm-hmm. So I do though, look at that to see who's looking at me. And if it's somebody that, Oh my gosh, I haven't heard from them in ages. I'm going to reach out to them and 
and just say hello or mm-hmm. or I'm going to be excited because I saw that a reporter from the New York Times looked at me or you know what I mean it's like or just be prepared it's it's all good intel right this is all about looking at all this vast database of information that we now have so and that's what LinkedIn is to me it's right. not just this connecting tool it's a research mm-hmm. tool and oh, I definitely. use it to research prospective new clients, somebody who's contacted me, you know, when I get these um, invitations to to connect and then someone's responded to them and we're going to have a call, you better believe I spend some time on their profile and research them and then maybe I go look at their websites or whatever. Yep. Cool. Cool. So using, if you have a company page, right, I'm always sharing articles there or freebies if I know somebody mm-hmm. who's similar target market is mine, right? Maybe they're offering um, a free download of a profile checklist or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'll share that with other people. And then of course, doing some endorsing for others. And there's a lot of mixed feelings about endorsements. But Mm -hmm. one thing I just want to make sure all your listeners know is that sometimes those endorsements can be odd because you get these ones that are like, why are they endorsing me for that? Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, they've I've never, never done that with me. them. Never, mm-hmm. Right. So those, yes, are irritating and you sort of have to ignore them. But if it actually is for something you do, it's helping the search engine of LinkedIn, right? right? It's actually helping your profile get identified as being in that space, that technical skill, that whatever it might be, it's helping with the sorting of those searches. So the more endorsements you have for something that you actually do do, the better it is for you in terms of search results. So right. it was a good SEO move of, mm-hmm. for them, I think. Right. Um, so lots of other things, you know, reading some of the, the blog posts by some of the thought leaders out there, right? Or if you're interested in a company and you want to start approaching them about a job or working with them, you know, get on their company page, follow their company page. You know, we all know every time somebody follows these things that someone gets a message. So then they're like, Oh, who's this Jeff Cryer? Oh, right, right, right. right. So then your brand gets some awareness and your profile might get a view. So again, in groups, of course, right what's happening within some of the groups that you like and you participate in. We all know many of us are in a bunch of them, but we're really more fond of a handful where we like to spend time sharing or reading or contributing ideas, right? Again, that's a place where you exchange resources, ideas, possibly connections sometimes in those groups. And then of course I, you know, grow my network every week. I make sure I send a personalized invitation to connect to at least two people each week right. mm-hmm. that I've initiated just randomly because okay. it's somebody that I found through my alumni group or somebody, you know, I saw that someone else connected to them and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. You know, <laughs> right. and reach out. So there's well, so much you could do. There is. And all of it. Yeah. And 
and we're so limited on time. <laughs> we, we, and we, but what this means is because we just scratched the surface of this, um, you know, and, and I think there is so much more that we can talk about. So, Sandy, I definitely want to have you back on for people. Oh, you. Uh, if you want to connect with Sandy, go to belladomain.com and all of her links are there um, because, you know, it, it really is so beneficial to reach out to people and, and connect with them. And, you know, as she said, pay it forward. And for everyone, if you're not connected with me, you can find me at debcreer.com, D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R. And everybody, have a fabulous day. Sandy, thank you so much for being on. Um, thank you, Deb. Thank you. With that, we have to end this great program, but we will definitely have you on again because, you know, we, as I said, we just scratched the surface and I'm looking <laughs> forward to speaking with you again. So everyone, have a great day and enjoy this fabulous weather. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Deb. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant I'm not ashamed to say I hope it always will stay Yep, here's your problem. You haven't been listening to MileHighRadio.com This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com